Hello, my name is Swami Chidananda and welcome to the Path of a Swami podcast where I share my experiences living the life of a monk and living in an ashram for, for many, many years. In this particular episode, I wanted to speak about a decision that I had, which was uh, whether to go to an Ivy League school and uh, go and get my master's degree in, in business or continue to live in the ashram with my spiritual teacher. In the first podcast episode that I did, I spoke a little bit about how uh, before becoming a monk, I was in investment banking and I was working in finance and due to a series of events, I ended up traveling to India and meeting my spiritual teacher and then living with him for many years. In that particular episode, I, I didn't mention uh, another part of the story, which was three months or so prior to leaving the United States and deciding to travel to different places around the world, I had this feeling to get, uh, to take my GMAT. So the GMAT is a, a test that you take to get into business school. And it's an electronic test where you take it and immediately you get the results back. So as I was exploring what I wanted to do with my life after my fiance and myself split, and I was unsure whether or not I wanted to continue um, on the material side or wanted to explore something spiritual, I thought, you know, let me go and take this GMAT and let's see what the score comes out and what can happen with it. So during this time, I, I would have to say that I was um, engaging in a lot of activities which weren't the best for me. I was drinking a lot, I was partying a lot, and, and I would say I didn't really take the time to study for this test. Many people take months and even a year just focusing on studying for this particular test. But for me, I, I took some online classes, I was doing some things here or there, but I never was really uh, going fully into it. And I wasn't also preparing my mind. I was very much focused on, on, on material gratification. And so during this time, um, the test was coming up and, and even the night before, I think I went out and, and, and I partied and I didn't really prepare for it at all. And I went and I ended up taking the test and as I was taking the test, you know, some answers I knew, some I didn't, some I was guessing. And, and even though I was, I was successful and I graduated at the top of my, my class in, in undergraduate, um, I was not, I'd say, a genius. or I would not even consider myself to be so smart. And so, you know, I thought I was going to score okay and, and see how things go. So as I was taking the test, I finished and uh, I went to the lady at the counter and, and she printed out my test score and I ended up scoring in the top five percentile in the entire United States for the GMAT. I believe it was something along the lines of a 700. Um, at that time when I took it, that was a pretty, pretty high score. And uh, yes, it was in the top five percentile, maybe 10 percentile, something along those lines. But it was very, very high. 
which meant that I could get into an Ivy League school if I wanted to. Because I already had the work experience working in investment banking. I had a really, very good score and I could pretty much get into any business school that, that I wanted to. And so when I got this test, I was very, very excited and, and I told all my friends and, and my mom about it. And, and the thing about this test is that it lasts for five years. So that score you can keep for five years. And this scoring high also actually gave me the, the strength to say, okay, you know what, let me go out and let me travel. I don't need to have a job right now. Um, I scored in the top five percentile. I can get into any school and I have money saved up. So let me travel. And that test was also a big reason why I decided to travel and see the world and, and visit different places. So fast forward, I, I shared the story of how I met my, my spiritual teacher, how I moved to uh, the ashram in Germany, and how I took the vow of being a, a brahmachari or a, or a novice sannyasi. And over this time, you know, many years went by, and, and finally it came to the point where the five years for this particular test started to expire. And when you become a monk, you give up all of the, you try to give up all of the attachments of the world, right? That's the point of the vow, that you don't attach yourself to the things of the world. You don't attach yourself to money. You don't attach yourself to personal possessions. You try your best to live a sincere life as a monk. And the thing about spirituality is that it, even in the Bhagavad Gita, it states that it's not that you have to become a monk. It's not that you have to become a renunciate. Krishna actually advises against it to Arjuna. He says to Arjuna, look, that's not your path. Your path is to be a warrior. And by doing your dharma or duty, you will realize you, who you are. You will attain enlightenment through your dharma. So in that same way, we all have been born with specific dharmas that we have to accomplish in this world. And it's about embracing those dharmas that will determine if you live a peaceful life or not. It's not about running away from them. So for me, my dharma was to be a monk. It's not that I ran away from the world. It's not that I could not handle the world and then therefore I had to be a monk. And many people do that, right? They, they can't handle the pressures of, of, of reality for what it is. And then they believe that if they run off into an ashram and become a monk, life is going to be better. But if you approach being a monk in that way, it's just going to lead to, to a lot of disaster. Because being a monk is not easy. Right? It's not just sitting around praying all day. There are many, many things that you have to deal with inside of you. Many, many things you have to let go of. So it's only for a few to walk this path. And it's only if your dharma or your destiny determines that this is the path you have to walk. So for me, at, a, at, a, at an early stage of being in the ashram, I knew that, yes, this was my dharma. And this is something that I want to go into.
But for some, they come to the ashram and they say, actually, my dharma is to be a householder. It's called a grihasta and to have children, to have a job and to realize the divine through that particular dharma. So that's very, very important. You know, many people come to me and they say, oh, Swami, uh, you know, I don't know if, if I have to be a monk to realize God. And I say, no, just go with your feeling. Go with what you feel is the best way to live your life. Make sure you're not running away from anything and make sure you're actually happy taking a particular path. So in that way, I was happy to become a monk. It's something that I felt, but it's not required. Krishna says that real renunciation is internal renunciation. It's not about renouncing just the outside things, but it's about renouncing all of the attachments for, for things of this world inside of us. That's a true renunciate. And I've met many people on the spiritual path that are extremely spiritually advanced, much more than a lot of monks that I met. And they live in the world. They have a family. They have their duty. But everything that they do is a service to the divine. And there's no attachment to the results. So in this way, it's very important, whatever path you choose, that you walk it sincerely. If you choose the path of a householder, then embrace that life. Right? Do your duty. Be a, a family person. Take care of your children. Wake up every morning. Go to work. And embrace that life. Don't try and do half and half. And find the divine in that. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm living in the world, but, you know, at the same time, I, I wish I was a monk and... and you know, I, I don't really care about my family because I really want to be a monk. No. When you choose a path, go into it fully. If in the future that path changes and you end up becoming a monk, okay. If in the future you were a monk and you end up going to be a householder, okay. But whatever you choose, try your best to be sincere about walking it in the correct way. So for me, it was really the test of my guru never told me I had to be a monk. It's something that I wanted to be, that I chose to be. And the guru's job is to ensure whatever you choose, you do it in a sincere way, to do it in the most sincere way possible. So with that being said, I had this test that was coming to an end. And in the back of my mind, I was constantly thinking about this test, thinking, Ah, uh, you know, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened if I went back into the world and I went to Harvard and I did those things. So I spoke about detachment. I took the vows of detachment. But in my mind, I was still attached to this test score. And of course, the, the, the true spiritual teacher knows these things. And so one day he called me and he looked at me and he said, you know, I'm thinking... You've been with me for five years. It's time for you to go. I want you to go and I want you to um, preach and speak about spirituality in Latvia. Okay, So he says Latvia. I, I love Latvia. I've been there. The people are great. It's an amazing community. So don't get me wrong. But in this particular moment, he could have told me Antarctica. 
For me, all I knew was Latvia was somewhere in Eastern Europe. It's extremely cold. I don't speak the language. He could have said to me, I want you to go to Serbia. And it would have been the same for me. So in this moment, so much negativity came up. So many fears and insecurities started to arise. And I said to him, oh, Gurji, you know, rather than going to Latvia, um, what if I go back to the United States because I've taken this GMAT score and I've scored in the top five percentile and I go to Harvard and I could do much more. I could preach much more in Harvard than Latvia. And so I start giving all of these excuses, right? And so he's looking at me and he, and he says to me, do you think the, the teachers in Harvard are going to teach you anything about enlightenment? Do you think the teachers in Harvard are going to tell you how you can grow on your spiritual journey and feel this love for the divine? And I said, no, probably not. And he says to me, you know, I never was meant, I never was going to actually make you go to Latvia. That's not the reason why I called you. That's not the reason why you're here. But I just wanted to show you where you stand in your surrender to the divine, in your surrender to your vow. And it was a very, very humbling moment because in this moment I realized, yeah, I still have a long ways to go to fully, sincerely live the path that I've chosen. Because when you become a monk, you take vows. And one of those vows is also to be obedient to the spiritual teacher. Because you trust that the teacher can guide your life in a way where you can realize who you are. The Guru's job is not to make sure you go to Harvard. The Guru's job is to make sure that you learn how to unconditionally love. And they'll do whatever it takes for us to get to that space. And in that moment, he observed in me this attachment still that I was holding on to this test. And there he clearly showed me where I stand and, and what I have to work on. So once again, it's not about failing the test, but it's about seeing where we are, humbling ourselves and trying better in the future. So in that way, I asked, uh, I told Guruji, uh, yeah, Guruji, I, I, I kind of messed up. He's like, it's okay. I just wanted to show you where you stand. I'll test you again in a few years and let's see how you respond. So in that way, when you're on the spiritual path, the tests that come up is not because the guru or God is a masochist and wants to see you suffer. It's just to show you where you are. It's to show you what you need to work on and the things that you need to purify within yourself so ultimately you can love more and you can serve more. So in that way, if you're listening, I would encourage you, it's not about being a monk or being a householder. It's about doing whatever you choose in a, in a sincere way, embracing it fully and learning the things that you need to from that particular dharma to help you to love more. So I hope you enjoyed the story and I look forward to seeing you in, in our future episodes. Much love. Take care.